All right, it's the Jeff Fidoff Show. I'm Tito Jeff Fidoff. Thank you for tuning in. Watching into today. We are presented by BetUS.com. Bet with a three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for a 125% bonus using promo code DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet. You win, you get paid at BetUS.com. All right. Um, the Kevin Durant news continues to dominate like the NBA talk. And um, Durant comes out and says he wants the general manager, uh, Sean Marks and Steve Nash fired, it, or he wants to be traded, one or the other. That's what he told um, the uh, the Nets owner, uh, Joe Sy. And um, look, Durant said it's either me or them. When Durant signed this big contract extension with the Nets that kicks in now, the four-year, I think it's 196, 196 million over four years. Uh, you know, Nash was the head coach and um, you know, Marks was the GM. So he signed that knowing those guys are there. But this is what the NBA has done now, is they've turned into a situation where because the players can make so much more money by staying with their current team when they sign the contract. That's going to lead to more of this, where I look. I I think Durant, because we signed the contract, those guys were there. He had to know that they were going to be there for the, at least a portion, at least the beginning portion of the four years of this deal. He and he signed with them, so he signs the deal, and then says, "You know what? I want out." And that's what the NBA is going to have to deal with more going forward. You're going to have players that sign the contract with the team they are with currently because that's where they can get the most money, and then demand the trade. That's what it's going to be like in the NBA. It's the way their business model was set up. Uh, they wanted to try to keep teams, um, allow teams to keep their players as opposed to losing these uh, the, the stud players. They want to be able to keep them where they're at. But the flip side of that is they're going to, like what Durant did. And it's a, I'm not, it's a smart move. If Durant wanted out of Brooklyn all along, if he wanted to be out of the Brooklyn Nets organization all along, he did this the right way and first maximizing his money and then demanding the trade. Um, and, and that's what's going to happen more and more in the NBA. So uh, and that now it looks like, look, he listed Miami and, uh, and uh, the Phoenix uh, Suns as his destinations. And the problem, the Suns now, they've got the DeAndre Ayton situation where they signed him now. They matched an offer sheet. He can't be traded until the middle of January. So that pretty much takes them out of the mix, not to mention the fact that the Nets could not absorb DeAndre Ayton's, Ayton's contract because – Anytime somebody signs a, a second, their, their max, the second contract, a max contract after their rookie deal, you can't have two players on the team in that situation. Ben Simmons is already in uh, Brooklyn on that situation, which is also why the Heat are probably out of the running because of Bam Adebayo's on a similar situation with that. And so he can't be the, the Sixers would have. I'm sorry, the Nets would have to get rid of uh, Ben Simmons in order to take on someone else on their first max contract after their rookie deal, a max extension. So. Lots of moving parts in this, but that takes those two teams out of the running. So who's that leave left? Well, the Raptors aren't going to trade Scotty Barnes. They're out of it. Really, Boston is the best option for KD. And as a Celtics fan, I hope the Celtics don't trade for KD unless they are convinced that Jalen Brown will not re-sign after his deal's up. Now, Jalen Brown, the Celtics, because of the cap and all these limitations, they only can offer Brown a certain amount coming up now that would be far below what Jalen Brown could get in a couple of years. So with Boston, I mean, if they're, if they're convinced that Jalen Brown is not going to re-sign with them, if they're convinced that's going to happen, that Jalen Brown will end up going somewhere else, then 
uh, Boston does make sense for Kevin Durant, and I can understand that. But look, Durant's on a four-year deal, and I don't want Durant two years from now. I want him in the next two years, but not two years after that when you're paying him a lot of money. And it, you know, Durant is not proved to be LeBron James as far as durability goes. So um, we'll see what happens with that. But Boston seems like the most likely option for Kevin Durant. And uh, as far as what the what the Nets can get in return, I'm just not convinced it's the best option for Boston. Unless, like I said, if Jay, if they're convinced Jalen Brown is not going to be um, to be re-signing with them next after this contract is up, then I understand doing it going forward, try to win a title in the next two years. Uh, I, I thought about the Shohei Otani, by the way. And Shohei Otani does fantastic things on the baseball field. And we've never seen some, never seen somebody like him who pitches the way he does and hits the way. People don't know about Babe Ruth. That's fine. You didn't see him. You listen to this podcast right now. You never saw it. And Babe Ruth stopped pitching after a certain point in like the 1918, 1919, 103-plus years ago, whatever it was, 103 years ago. So we've never seen somebody who has this kind of success pitching and hitting at the major league level. But let me tell you, I was thinking about this. And as great as Shohei Otani is, and he is great, and he's worth two players, no doubt about it. But is he kind of like the Russell Westbrook of Major League Baseball? Look, Russell Westbrook does the same kind of things as far as in the NBA. We didn't see anybody do triple doubles the way Westbrook does since Oscar Robertson in the 60s. Nobody averaged a triple double for an entire season. Westbrook's done it a few times now, averaged a triple double for a season. So uh, it doesn't necessarily mean the team is going to be great. In baseball, one player is not going to carry a team through a regular season and postseason. One person will not do it. So maybe Shohei is more like Westbrook than uh, than you know some of the other players they try to compare him to. And I'm not saying, look, I love his talent. He's worth every penny he gets on the open market because he does eat up two roster spots. But he's not an elite hitter, and he's not the best pitcher in baseball. He's a very good hitter and a very good pitcher. But it's not like he's a combination of Jacob deGrom and um, Paul Goldschmidt. He's not that kind of combination but no one else is. He is a great combination, but he's not a combination of those two players. Um, other news here, in, uh, as far as legends go, look, Serena Williams announced that she is going to retire after the U.S. Open this coming fall, and that runs um, August 29th to September 11th. Um, and we've never seen a player as dominant as Serena Williams. We've had different spurts, like Martina Navratilova. Oh, my God, she was so good for so long. Uh, Steffi Graf was so good for so long. We've had other people, you know, um, even Sharapova, not so much. Williams, though, Venus Williams, we've never seen like her. She's won 23 Grand Slams. And I started thinking about how fortunate we are to be in the era we're in as far as sports fans go. Think about the, the greatest of all times, the GOATs you've been able to witness uh, in your lifetime. You've got the GOAT tennis player on the female side in Serena Williams. You've got three of the GOATs on the men's side with Roger Federer, uh, with Djokovic, and with um, uh, Rafael Nadal. Those three are absolutely incredible. You may have seen Sampras play too, which I did as well. So though, that, that's an incredible part, tiny part of this. Uh, Tiger Woods, you can't even look. I've seen Tiger and Jack both. Not Jack in his prime, but Jack at the end and then Tiger throughout his career. So that's a blessing right there as a sports fan. You will see that. You've seen me probably. Um, Mario Lemieux. You've seen Tom Brady, the greatest winner of all time in professional football. On the basketball side, you've seen Michael Jordan, you've seen LeBron James and Kobe Bryant, three of the all-time best. What an incredible time. On the women's golf side, Annika Sorsum, what a fantastic time to be a sports fan 
in this era and see these kind of people perform at the peak level they've competed at. Um, I just think it's really incredible that, you know, Serena stepping down and, um, you know, what she's been able to accomplish on the female tennis circuit has been nothing short of amazing. So, all right, that is it for uh, today's Jeff Fidoff show. Thank you for tuning in. And, uh, again, thank you to BetUS.com for all their sponsorships and, and helping us out with the podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter at that Happens, and I will talk to you again soon. This has been Jeff Fidoff, Tito, at that Happens on Twitter on the Jeff Fidoff Show.